3: Hello, everyone. This is not Mike Heck or Jed Michoud or AK Lee or any of the other ragtag group of misfits you're used to seeing slash hearing on MMA Fightings post shows. They're all off doing God knows what. So you have the the taped together post-fight show panel, I guess you could say, of I am Jose Young's. Of course, you recognize my voice from anything but fighting, the former RIP, the A-Side Live Chat, and other, obviously btls and all that kind of sorts and stuff but joining me Stephen morocco one of the deputy editors editor-in-chiefs whatever you want to call him i don't know your exact title anime fighting you watched a lot of fighting without gloves tonight so we'll get your reactions to that you haven't been on one of these in a minute welcome back and of course casey Lydon on the ones and twos he also watched a lot of fist fighting with kicking and without kicking with gloves and without gloves so without further ado let's get into it we'll kick off with what i guess the most of the combat sports world is talking about and that is bkfc 41 in denver or is it denver broomfield wherever it is colorado it happened in colorado uh mike perry fought luke rockhold in the main event in a fight that when they announced it to me felt like it was a fever dream it was not the fight actually happens there were no gloves involved something weird happens and we were trying to figure it out before we went live luke rockhold motion to re- the referee said something was wrong with his mouth his jaw whatever it was the referee waved it off mike perry remains undefeated he gets the tko win over luke rockhold and then called out conor McGregor, donald cerrone a whole bunch of other people that were sitting cage side conor McGregor held the bkfc title he faced off with mike perry Lots of things happen. So, Stephen, what is your immediate reaction to what we witnessed in Colorado?
2: It was fun. I mean, what can I say? It was, um, it, you know, there was all this stuff, Conor McGregor being in the building, you know, calling out the the, the bigger names. This is the way that they build themselves. This is, you know, having Conor in the building is, is big for their brand. It helps them build brand awareness. And I think that's what they're trying to do, to attract the bigger talent, to show the to show the world that they could be a legitimate competitor, um, they've stayed in business this long, and they appear to be trending in the right direction. You know whether the business can actually sustain it is the is the long term question. But um, yeah, I mean it was just a fun. The pacing was really good. Um, the fights, um, if they weren't finishes, they were they were exciting decisions. The co main event was great, um, and then. Main event was a little bit weird, but I wasn't necessarily expecting anything different with Luke Rockhole given where he's at in his career and what I've seen from him uh, in the past, what, two years in the fight back that he had with Acosta uh, and then tonight and all the hijinks before. So um, I wasn't necessarily shocked that the fight didn't end conclusively.
3: Yeah, it wouldn't be BKFC without some sort of tomfoolery. I'm glad you brought up the co-main event. Uh, Eddie Alvarez picked up the split decision win over Chad Mendes in a fight I think most people consider to be. Of all the fights this weekend, that one generated the most buzz post-fight on social media. It was obviously a hell of a fight. You put Eddie Alvarez and Chad Mendes in any sort of combat sport, it's going to be a great fight. Eddie Alvarez had two knockdowns. Chad Mendes had two knockdowns. Chad Mendes came out strong. Eddie Alvarez finished strong. And then Chad Mendes announces retirement. Eddie Alvarez declares this is going to be the future combat sports. So you touched upon it briefly, Stephen. What did you make of the Coleman event? It was obviously one of one of the more thrilling moments we've seen at BKFC in quite some time.
2: I thought Eddie was – so he started slow. It was kind of actually close to my prediction. He um, tends to start slow and tends to get clocked. And he didn't – I think he was the first one to get dropped, if I'm not mistaken, right?
3: Yeah, he got dropped um, in the first or second round.
2: Right. So essentially we're watching an Eddie Alvarez fight. Like he (laughs) starts slow, he gets dropped and then he comes back on strong, shows everybody how tough he is. I actually thought he lost the fight, but it was, Mm -hmm. I had a 47, 46 the other way. But then again, um, I don't have any problem with that scorecard. And I think that it was kind of a classic Eddie Alvarez fight in the way that he, the trajectory of the fight tended to to favor him as things were going later. He picked up the pace, he adjusted to Chad's, the way Chad exploded into range and he started using his, be- his best weapons um, and measuring distance a lot better. It was kind of interesting watching him adjusting in the ring to what Chad was doing, which was kind of one note. In, mm-hmm. in, in many respects with the way that he closes distance ducks in and explodes in with those overhands. So I thought that Eddie was a, a real pro and, um, got the nod this time around. And now I guess moves on to his next thing, which, you know, they can leverage him while they've got him. They've got a bunch of UFC stars on the tail end of their career. Let's, you know, put him in there with somebody big, try to try to build someone else.
3: Casey, I'll bring you in here. Uh, obviously, you you've watched Eddie Alvarez and Chad Mendes throughout their MMA careers. What did you think of their performance without the gloves and without the kicking and all the other fun stuff that comes with MMA? Um,
4: it was freaking awesome. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. It was just. It was just freaking awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't. I, this fight does. It doesn't take anything away from their MMA careers at all, or it doesn't like. Raise it or lower. I don't know their standing in the, their as their careers as MMA fighters, but they just, (laughs) I hate saying it, but like the fans won tonight, uh, in in terms of that fight, um, it was just it was fun. They both looked very, both those gentlemen looked much more comfortable in there than Luke Rockhold. How about that, Luke Rockhold? Just Luke Rockhold going. Oh, this is very different from mixed martial arts. Eddie Alvarez. Um, I knew Eddie would be fine in there, even though he's never technically done this professionally. And Chad Mendez, we've already seen him fight before in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, I don't know, bare knuckle circle. But, um, just both gentlemen look great. It was a super competitive fight. Um, I think it could go either way, but it's bare knuckle. I don't think it really matters. It's almost like pro wrestling. As long as this is entertaining and we felt both men just put it all out there, which I completely think they did, um. Just uh just a win. And um and uh and it made up for the bit of, you know, anticlimactic ending for the main event, which is gonna happen in a bare knuckle fight. Think weird things happen with the uh the Ferrera We'll talk about that later, I guess the Beck background's fight ending in a unfortunate cut, and then, you know, the main event ending really before it kinda got to take off. But the co main event made the night and um just terrific fight. Five rounds, so exciting! Um, I loved it. I loved it. And um, happy trails, Chad Mendes.
3: So then I'll ask both of you this: Realistically, no crazy fantasy matchmaking. Who do you think Eddie should fight next in BKFC? It could be someone on signs that's floating around. It could be someone on the roster. I don't think there's a wrong answer, obviously, because it's BKFC. What we'll was fight know at
4: one sixty-five? Yeah, around there. Kevin Lee. <laughs> he's back in he, the UFC. He's back in the UFC. Uh man, free agents. That's tough. I'm not super familiar with the roster, but if we're bringing some, yeah. I mean, Mike Mike Perry. Why why not Mike 170? Mike Perry. I don't know. Not? Mike, Mike, they, Mike I mean, Perry. if they
3: want to do the Cowboy Cerrone rematch and no, oh, actually oh, now,
4: Cow, Cowboy could Cowboys. If Cowboy wants to make a few bucks. I would like to see Cowboy versus Mike Perry. I would like to see Cowboy versus a great rematch, actually, with Eddie Alvarez, because that was, of course, Eddie Alvarez's first. Yeah, Eddie Alvarez's first fight in the UFC. Um, Clearly, that wasn't the best Eddie Alvarez, and maybe we got the best Cowboy, you know, of that night and that night. But um, yeah, they can get Cowboy in there. um, You know what? But about how about the rubber match with Aoki? (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> in a, in a, <laughs> what a dream in a, That'll be Yeah <laughs> Boy let's get Let's get the rematch With Kawajiri going In BKFC Let's just have oh him my Go God, back Cal- through Cal- his, Cal- Let's Cal- just have him Go through his entire Gambit of rivals he's Yeah who, get, who, who, Rematch Gilbert Melendez In BKFC What's he doing
4: Yeah Dude Gilbert well, Melendez With those That would be wild To see him. I never even thought About watching that. But that's That's kind of The magic of Bare Knuckle I know That all of a sudden They'll put these fights together And at first You're like what? And then, like a week later, you're like, "Oh, this is a fight I have to see. I don't know why, but I have to see it." Like, like when I was watching Chad Mendez and Eddie Alvarez go at it, I'm like, "I, I you no, know, we've we've talked on hundreds of podcasts. I never once remember us going, man, we gotta see Chad Mendez Eddie Alvarez fight.' But mm-hmm. yet, we saw it tonight, and it. I mean, I don't want to say i don't know I'm want to get too excited, but like that was that was one of the best bare knuckle fights, one of the best fights we've seen in a while. I mean, I would mm-hmm. argue. I haven't seen them all, but that was the highest level bare knuckle fight I think maybe has ever existed in the universe. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> it's just as far as, as pure martial artists, um, fighters. I think mean, It was just, um, it was fun. It was just fun. Um, I, I'm kind of rambling, so I'm just, by the event, mm-hmm. it was just a wild thing. <laughs> I think we're just desperate fun for life. fun.
2: I think that's the yeah. lesson here. That's the takeaway. Mm-hmm. Like whatever BKFC do- does, they tend to tap into our audience and, and and get us engaged because while these matchups may not be realistic in the real world, they're fun when you put them together. You know, when you don't give them like clearly, you give Chad Mendes some, some space to grow out,
3: <laughs> and uh,
2: <laughs> and uh, you put him in there with Eddie. Um, they were like, "Why didn't these guys ever fight?" Because they were in different weight classes. I mean, right? But 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 with the with the with the the shackles off, so to speak. Um, there's a lot. There's there's room for all this and there's tons of aging vets that need to make money and want to get a raise. And that's what BKFC is here for at this point. And I mean, just like the, just the fact that we're so over overjoyed by this event just speaks also to like what was going on in the other end of the MMA world, like how how stale everything has become. You know with 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 the ufc cards and how terrible that card was on on paper and i didn't watch it but like you guys can hope this may be a yeah. segue here in reality was it as terrible as it looked on paper it was
3: it was the main event was very good outside of that it was a lot of it was a lot of early fight early prelim fights on like a pay-per-view it was a card okay. filled with it was a contender series card
4: yeah, it was, wow. If we, if we want to jump to UFC card real quick yeah it was it we'll was, get into we'll get into yeah. the UFC in a second we'll jump,
3: I want to close okay, later. The, yeah I want to close the BKFC talk I'm going to ask both of you about two different fights Steven I'm going to start with you of course I have to ask you about Ben Rothwell's fight uh, obviously it was a corner stoppage if I remember correctly he's corner threw in the towel uh, Josh Copeland yes. it was uh, how he survived those rounds is beyond me that dude was taking absolute mauling by Ben Roth what did you make of that performance
2: uh, again, I thought it actually went pretty close to what I expected in that Copeland is a smaller guy who'd have a little bit of speed on Ben. Um, ben was very predictable in the way that he moved in and so he got clipped an awful lot but he Ben actually did some really intelligent stuff like in, in the midst of his sort of plodding attack really threw Copeland off at a couple of points. And one point in particular, I remember it very clearly. He hit him in the transition
3: mm-hmm.
2: when Copeland was circling off and Copeland didn't see it and it rattled him. And then Ben immediately closed the distance and started to turn up the pressure. And I have talks with Ben a lot <laughs> and I tell him, you know, you're at your best when you interrupt people's rhythm, when you punch on the brakes, when you don't give time for people to set up, when you hit people when they're not going to expect, when they, when they don't expect to be hit. And he did exactly that. And then from there, the guy is just so big and so brutal and his fists are such lunchboxes. And the rule set allows him to, to collar tie that's just going to be a rough night for anybody, you know? So very impressed by what he did. Also very happy to hear that he is going to hang it up, um, with, with the next one. He called out, um,
3: Belcher, sorry,
2: Belcher. Yeah. Great. Another, now who won't watch that amongst us who isn't super psyched for that? That's a super fun bulked up beefy beefcake, uh, Alan Belcher you know against uh legitimately huge ben rothwell great i love it
3: is belcher a milwaukee guy he's a mississippi he's a mississippi but he trained at rufus for it i
4: think he
3: did yeah at no, one point okay yeah, he definitely did but man alan belcher versus ben rothwell is another fever dream that courtesy of <laughs> of hey, bkfc no, uh
1: and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
3: Casey, I'll go to you. Women's flyweight championship fight. Uh, Christian Ferreira defeated Beck Rawlings, Dr. Stoppage. Uh, didn't quite know what was happening until it, it happened. Uh, Christine obviously looks very, very good. There was a lot of animosity going into this fight. I think it felt very one-sided with Christine. Beck seemed to just be all about the business. Um, what did you think of the fight and the stoppage?
4: Um, I thought it was a great fight, honestly. Um, I Uh, Beck Rawlings I think held her own um unfortunate ending but uh that's how with bare knuckle you're going to get lots of cuts that's just the nature of the game Uh, unfortunately her cut was in a really bad spot but I did have Ferrer up two rounds but it was two competitive rounds and Rawlings was in the fight um I thought both women did a great job well mostly Ferrer did a great job promoting the fight and kind of getting the animosity that's just that's just how she is Beck did her thing but um I think the, the ladies held their own tonight. And uh, it was unfortunate that we kind of missed out of uh, uh, maybe uh, three more rounds of awesomeness. But um, yeah, Fur is great. Um, she's like, much like Mike Perry, seems to be made for this. And um, yeah, not too, not too the, much uh, to say. Um,
3: BKFC has their current champions. They have a crop of individuals who it just seems like they are. They got Lorenzo Hunt. They got Luis Palomino. They got Mike. Well, Mike Perry's not a champion. Mike Perry, Christian Ferrer, just, and Bertain Hart, just yeah. built for this sport. <laughs> Talking about who Eddie Alvarez fight, how how he has not fought Luis Palomino, or at least signed a contract to fight Luis Palomino at some point in their careers is wild, considering how many of those Bellator tournaments I think Luis Palomino was in, um, and yeah. his two insane fights with Justin Gaethje you are just still top did, of my list. Of did we even
4: talk about freaking Conor McGregor? <laughs> we, I, that's how it was going to end. To oh, segue, yeah, into, like, the UFC,
3: like, to segue I, into the I, UFC, to segue into the UFC, Conor McGregor. Not only was Conor not only was Connor McGregor there, he showed up right before the the ladies' title fight. Shadowboxed the entire time. Entered the ring, held the belt, faced off with Mike Perry, screamed, "I've never retired. I'll never retire. I fight you too." And then. Said all respects, and then they interviewed Conor McGregor. BKFC interviewed Conor McGregor. What a world <laughs> we live in! What a world we live in! Oh, uh, yeah. Steve, what'd you, what did you think of the circus when, when you saw Conor there? I was pretty much just counting down the time of when BKFC was going to try to get a microphone. In front of
2: him. Oh yeah, I mean, if they didn't call him there or pay him some sort of appearance fee in the first place, you know, I that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. But you know, if they didn't, hey, great. As I said, brand building, great publicity. Um, Conor McGregor, the ambassador of uh, of famous fighters, um, you know, in your show, giving you the rub, shouting you out, you know, giving you this moment, uh, can only help. Uh, can only help build the build the sort of circus. But um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it it's kind of like when Connor started crap at Bellator remember the the entire when he was when he was wearing the the
3: NBA, ba- when he was wearing NBA the bear suit the bear suit if if when he jumps the cage if you look at the oh, wearing, oh right it was literally the head of a bear but it was like a hyper realistic bear it looks like he had skinned a bear and made it into a hood
2: so yeah exactly like that um exactly. but the point <laughs> the point is it all just became about Connor. Um, because it has to, you know, the, you know, this is the way you, you, you build your brand. And um, man, um, again, it just completely insane, but fun and kind of like it's not predictable. It's not like the UFC's product, which is so predictable at this point. So these are the things for us who watch this stuff week in and week out. It's like a breath of fresh air.
3: Casey, what do you think Dana White and Michael Chandler are thinking right now, seeing Conor McGregor running around the BKFC ring?
4: Well, um, I'm sure Dana is playing blackjack with um, a YouTuber right now, and someone's handing <laughs> him a phone. And he's like looking at it, you know? um, I'm sure there's
3: a camera on him. Yeah,
4: there's a camera on him. Uh, yeah, my God. it's. Uh, I mostly want to kind of focus on Mike Perry and just like. Yeah. What a freaking star Because Mike Perry made that moment too. Mike Perry just had an awesome fight, just won, and it was Mike Perry that brought Connor in there, and he brought Connor in there in a a friendly kind of way. You know, it wasn't like let's fight. It was more, you know, they were going to get each other's face, you know. But you never had it. Wasn't that kind of energy? Like, oh, there, a fight could break out at any time, which is good. I'm I'm glad the fight, the card didn't need that. I'm, I'm glad bare knuckle is. I'm hoping they're definitely trying to get away from that type of energy i guess but uh just credit to mike perry for making that happen credit to connor for uh grabbing the moment uh congratulations on connor on his championship belt um it was a great <laughs> great performance from connor uh just um man it, but yeah but i think steven really hit it um just it's it's fun just I, like i said like i didn't care the mendez alvarez i don't think anyone really cares who won the fight because I'm pretty sure these guys aren't paid on a on a win a show win, but it's just a flat fee. Because like, cause they're mm-hmm. professional fighters, that's how it should be, mm-hmm. and it's just fun. I mean, I I, I, I I'm not I, I don't know like I I don't know who the bare knuckle roster is. I can't name the next four people ready to fight Mike Perry or. I I, didn't, I thought Mike Perry was a champion. I guess he's not the champion. I have no idea. But <laughs>
3: well, he, he does it's still, have a belt. It's still Lorenzo yeah. Hunt. Well, oh, like, still Lorenzo yeah. Hunt. Yeah,
4: like and like and like. I couldn't recognize Lorenzo Hunt. Honestly, I've seen him fight, but I, I wouldn't actually know who he is. And but that's not really important. As long as I don't know, it's just as fun as unexpected. Uh, and it was still it was still m- more most importantly still high level. Combat sports tonight It wasn't Mm -hmm. This wasn't This wasn't trash fighting It wasn't This wasn't slap fighting This wasn't some BS combat sport It's like They're doing it in there And like these are Highly trained fighters And um, So we're getting We're getting This this is a great thing Oh I want to mention too I did the AK poll And I I asked Who had the better car tonight UFC Vegas Or bare, uh, Bare knuckle And with 84 Percent yep. wow eighty four percent uh, bare knuckle had the better card tonight. Mm-hmm. Now and, I, I don't
3: think
4: and
2: it, I, yeah, and I don't, don't want to give any away trade trade secrets, but it 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 reflected in our traffic.
4: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, so um, I am sure. I mean, I don't, looking I don't, at I don't, the yeah, no one's saying bare knuckle is going to overtake UFC tomorrow. I think that this no. is a you bare knuckle put their best foot forward. UFC put something forward. And this is sure. what happens. And the fans, I think, um, appreciated it.
3: Yeah. It feels like one of those
4: moments where right now, and I
3: I think about this when I'm at UFC events, like we, BKFC is we're real high on BKFC and Bellator will do something that we're really high on, like the, like the initial like AJ McKee, Pitbull, like the Grand Prix, that just had like the perfect ending. And then the UFC just puts on that pay-per-view in Miami that's just bananas and it just blows everything out of the water. Um, but looking at the ro- the BKFC roster, there are a lot of names that I bet you would assume are on this roster, Casey. Like Houston Alexander is on this roster, <laughs> and Charles Bennett <laughs> is on this roster. So, yeah. I don't know any of these people. I know a few of them, though, and I want to see Houston Alexander fight again. But anyway, Casey, we'll start with some UFC. We have to talk about the yeah. UFC. Um, it was f- a fight card. It was... Ex- <laughs> it was exactly what you would think this fight card would be Song Yadong versus ricky simone and ever a lot of people on the site not the host but a lot of people on the site seem to think that bantamweight is the best fight the best weight class in all of mma maybe even all of combat sports well ricky simone versus Song Yadong is an incredibly high level bantamweight fight and it was an incredibly entertaining fight so casey I know you watched it. Steven said he was on BKFC duty, so he didn't get to, to tune in. What did you think of Song Yudong's performance against Ricky Simone?
4: Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I picked um, Song to win tonight. I thought I thought overall, I thought thought he's a fighter that's improving. Um, and uh, he showed up tonight. Uh, obviously, uh, once Ricky Simone could not take down uh, Song, and especially when he did take him down, Song got up very quickly. Um, you kind of knew it was... There was no real chance for Ricky Simone to win. Um, Ricky Simone was going to have to at least really slow down and threaten Song with takedowns. He just couldn't, especially after maybe the second round. Um, and it was just pretty much one way traffic from like, I don't know. With, with the round, did it end in the fifth round? When did it end? Yeah, fifth round. Um, yeah, Song Dong looks great. Uh, Ricky Simone is obviously a top 15 bantamweight, but. Being like, I, I'm one of those people. I think bantamweight is the best division worldwide, worldwide. And the reason I say that is because I think it's kind of important to note that there's no. I don't. I could be. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Maybe, but I don't think there's ever really going to be a true goat of bantamweight, the, the bantamweight division. Like, guy, like, there's no going to be no who beat, like. Well, no one beat him. Like, there's going to be no John Jones, no GSP of the bantamweight division. I know we we had Cruz for a little bit, but. Because I think that division is just so incredibly competitive that even though on my rankings worldwide, I think um, Song is maybe top, I may be in the top 10, but I honestly believe on the right night, he could beat Sterling, he could beat Marab. he could beat Patchy Mix, but also Patchy Mix could beat those guys too. Like that's how competitive I think one through. 12 whatever worldwide in the bantamweight division. That's how good these guys these gentlemen are getting. And Song Yadong, I think oh wait, 25 years old. It's just getting better. And yeah, it was just great performance tonight from him and um I think people put a little too much w- I think people forgot how good corey sanhagen was cuz like I know commands this fight. 100% they forgot. Yeah, you just forgot. Yeah, cuz I was like I was kind of sh- actually I thought Song was going to be the favorite. I was kind of surprised when I saw the line. And it's not disrespect to Ricky Simone, but I just saw higher potential with Song Yudong. and yeah, he got his butt kicked by Corey Sanhagen, but it's freaking Corey Sanhagen, you know. So um, yeah, I
3: just think if you if you go back and rewatch that fight, that was pretty one way traffic for Corey. Mm-hmm. I feel like like Corey just was clicking all cylinders in that fight, and Ricky Simone had just like pieced up Jack Shore. So I get, I get, I didn't agree with the line, but I understand why they did that because it's just untrained, like, people just forgot. Because yeah. I feel like by the third round, Song was finding so much success with that right hand that it was just a matter of time before one of them found... And he, he sat him down twice. Like, I think he sat him down right at the end of the fourth and then right away in the fifth with the same yeah. punch. And yeah, was he, yeah,
4: he started taking over in the fourth and finally, like within the last, like, two seconds, dropped him hard, and then, yeah, then it was just... The fifth round was just and i do so,
3: i do agree with you i think Dominic cruz is just kind of accepted to, as like the the default best you ever. have to have
4: someone i guess but yeah. i think
3: for a but for a long time it was just kind of like bj penn was just the accepted lightweight goat for years because he just had the title defense record and benson would climb the ladder and lose and tony ferguson never got his title shot eddie alvarez i mean not eddie alvarez look like, there was obviously a bunch of others but i think umar's I think Umar could be on his way. to being the Ooh. best ever. He's yeah. an
4: undefeated Dagestan. He, he's very, very talented. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe he'll be that Habib of the Bantamweight division. We don't know yet, but that's, how, like, that's
3: just how... Stipe is widely considered to be the greatest UFC heavyweight ever because he has the title defense record. What's the record of Bantamweight? Three? Four? Like, if that, because yeah. Dom just didn't get to defend it. Like, if the guy who defends it three, four times is going to be the GOAT. Yeah. Like, just how it is. Yeah. Called out. And then I don't know if you heard his call outs. He called out Sean O'Malley, which every Bantamweight does, or Cheeto Vera. He said, let's fight again. They obviously fought on that first jet when the pandemic had first hit. Mm-hmm. And it was me, John Morgan, and Oscar Willis were the only media members in this giant venue. And we got to have private MMA, and everyone else had to tune in. And a bunch of people text me about signing a contract that I we don't have to get into that story all over again. Oh, boy. That was was a good time in my life. But uh, song one, it was very controversial. Cheeto was a very poor sport after that. And he said, let's fight again. So I honestly think that fight makes sense. As soon as the fight was over, I was like, hey, Cheeto and Song part two, but make it a five-round main event this time, I'm all for it.
4: I got no issues with that. Makes sense. No Um, issues. uh, I thought thought Song won the first fight. I know there was controversy on it. I I, I am aware it was very close and competitive. I still thought Song won. But, yeah, rematch it.
3: The bonuses were, unfortunately, there was no fight of the night. I thought the main event would get fight of the night. I feel bad for Ricky Simone. Song got one. Cabo Helio got one. Co-main event, Cow Just keeps getting co-main events. and just keeps on winning. And he beat the soul out of Mike, Michael Olicicic. He's that was, not, that was one-way traffic. Adolfo Vieira looks like he was about to get knocked out in the first 30 seconds of the fight. And then as most Adolfo Vieira fights go, he looks absolutely exhausted. And then chokes out Cody Brungage and then just burst into tears. Uh, and then Marcus McGee, who – you know, Marcus McGee is the guy that took the fight on like a week – like may, less than a week's notice, maybe. Had to be a catchaway fight against Jeremy Newson and choked him out the second round. And it, w- it was very much a performance of why weren't you in the UFC already. Like he looks like a UFC fighter. He f- was clearly the better fighter right out of the gate. Yeah, just uh, – Oh, I didn't, was, I, didn't, was, I, I, didn't I didn't get a chance to see that fight at all. So McGee looked it great. Was, McGee looked very good like he should have not even have been a contender series guy he should have just been in the ufc like sean o'malley was i guess he's a he's an arizona guy sean o'malley was tweeting about it uh irna alexiva i think that's the what's that the russian ronda whatever it's called she got a very impressive knee bar but she had missed weight so she of course didn't get the uh performance months other than that a couple sloppy (laughs) heavyweight fights cody durden and charles johnson was fun but Cody just kind of controlled Charles Johnson. Charles Johnson has five fights in 12 months. That dude needs to take a break. Um
4: sorry, sorry, the fren- Yeah. Oh, I didn't okay, I was like, where do I know it's Marcus McGee? I realized that he his actual last loss was to one of my teammates, Hoffa. Yeah. yeah and I was like, and, and that's how crazy and just timing is everything in prize fighting. Mm-hmm. Um Hoffa beat him and then wind up winning his next fight, then wind up losing the LFA championship bout. But yet the guy he beat you know, six months ago is now in the UFC and won $50,000. It's just, sorry, I was like, where do I know that name from? Okay. <laughs> it was, well, he,
3: Marcus took this fight on like f- five days notice because yeah, it's supposed and- to be Brian Keller. Best wishes to Brian Keller, whatever's oh, yeah. going on with you two, by the way, we don't really know. Um, oh, Fernando Padilla looks real good. Real Did he good. get punished Un- for the personal- weird stoppage? I think that was it. So Stephen, you should actually go back and watch this fight because yeah. I' be cur- i want I'm curious what other people think of the stoppage because he was beating the soul out of Julian Arosa but and connecting with everything between the eyes. like four punch combo dropped Julian twice to the point where Julian's eyes rolled to the back of his head. His butt hit the canvas and was right up, though. like it it felt like he was unconscious tw- at two points in that fight and then the second t- the maybe the second or third time he got sort of clipped he was still <laughs> defending himself but the referee was like that's enough and then immediately protest a lot of people were very upset with the stoppage because julian was very clearly mentally there but it yeah. was I, if you see the whole fight it
4: was it, it was a weird stoppage there. i i hated that stoppage because we're talking about the stoppage i know I, and I know. and that's and because of that stoppage that is the reason Padilla is not walking home with extra 50k, because he was about to get a great, yes. great knockout.
3: Maybe, maybe. Yeah. It was a good chance. He, he, but, would, he had hit Julian going backwards. He had hit Julian going forwards, and he was connecting with everything.
4: But Julian, I mean, Julian Rose fights like that, too. I mean, I just, I, unfortunate, and it cost, I think it cost Padilla $50,000, because I was like, I was kind of surprised when he told me he, he didn't get the bonus. I was like, oh, they'll still give it to him, I guess, but nope, they don't get, they don't, UFC they'll punish you for an early stoppage, essentially. Like they did uh Jermaine Duran and Aspen and yeah, Ladd. Yep. Yeah, there you go. I always bring that one up too. Yep. He
3: is twenty-six years old, 15 and 4. Uh from Juarez, Mexico. Wow, that's where my mom's from. Speaks perfect English, though. So a guy that can uh they can build up. But other than that, Casey, anything else stand out to you about this UFC card that
4: um you know, she she missed card? weight, but the personality of I don't oh, I can't yeah. say her e- name. E- uh Erna. E- Alexiva. Erna e- Alexiva. E- Alexiva. Her nickname know, is
3: Russian Rhonda.
4: Russian Rhonda. I don't know if she's any good or not, honestly, but just a great personality. And um I'm I'm gonna give her a mulligan for the weight mess. I'm assuming she had a long flight. Things happen. I get it. So um uh next it was it was a very sweet arm uh knee bar that she did Wicked on Edgar. Um but yeah, um outside of the main event, um I'm ex because the it's a band's point division is so incredibly shallow. Any sort of light or just newness to it is exciting. So um Erna looked good and um she had the uh was that who's who's in her corner? Uh the guy Spivak. Spivak was in her corner. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so uh I guess she comes from a good camp. And um, yeah, and Vieira with is Vieira and uh, Bo- Bo- How do you say his name? Cal Bojelio? Bohelio, Bo- Cal Bojelio? Yeah. Bo- Helio. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see that match. Uh, I mean, maybe Which fight? is a for? Uh, Rodolfo Vieira and um, Bojelio. Oh, Cal. yeah. I think Cal might be a little further because he hasn't – he's like four. Yeah, 0- he has a last year. Yeah, yeah. Once, once he loses, I maybe had, they'll match I up, had but. put out
3: – I had put out the idea because he wants to fight this summer. And at middleweight, we need some, we need some new names. I had floated the idea of having him fight Chris Weidman this summer because Chris oh. Weidman is coming back this summer. 4-0, 5-0 prospect. Chris Weidman needs to that come back. That
4: is and a – yeah, that's, that makes a lot of sense actually. That's a UFC, UFC that a UFC play, classic UFC play.
3: That is a UFC play. I don't hate it. Like he's he should have a number next to his name, like whether it's 15, 14, whatever. Chris Wyman wants to come back after shattering his leg. I don't hate it. His last technical – technically Kyle's last – loss in any martial art was in submission circus one to jailton almeida so it happens <laughs> it happens fun fact though uh irina alexiva was on the youtube prelim card of the fedor versus tim johnson
4: she was okay <laughs>
3: so obviously that's where you remember her from don't have to tell you about that yes, card. Of course, anyway yes, yeah. anyway anything else you guys want to say Stephen, before we wrap up anything any other names on the bkfc card really stand out to you besides the ones that we talked about
2: well is lucric Rocco going to retire is that the thing is that, the, hmm. is that does, how, how do people Broffle? feel about that yeah is he retiring
4: Oh God! I hope they don't. Assuming do he has a badly like broken jaw. Assuming that it's like I'm. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give Luke credit. That Luke's a tough dude, professional fighter. That his jaw must have been severely broken for him to say no, Moss, in the fight. Is he gonna retire? Uh, no. Someone will throw a slightly smaller bag of money at him, and he will take one more fight me i don't know but but in but like in fit with punching i don't know
2: any anything could be anything
4: i I would like to see him in a high-end um grappling tournament i don't know yeah. whatever the ones whatever i don't really keep up grappling tournaments that much but i know they're popular so mm-hmm. hopefully maybe he can get back to his grappling roots that'd be cool but i don't think we'll see him back at bare knuckle
3: next no time. Let's have him just do fun. Let's have him do a weird submission match against Goran Ryan. So, Let's yeah. just do that. Let's just do Something stuff like that. that. But it was his jaw, and he did break his jaw against Jan. And it does remind me of when Cub Swanson broke his jaw against Max Holloway. And then a couple of fights later, he's, he had a quick tap. I think it was to Moicano because he said once he felt his jaw kind of shift again, he freaked out and tapped because it you don't want so to do mi- that again. The recovery was so miserable.
4: Like nothing was yeah. worth it. Yeah.
3: So I'm sure I bet. I, Luke might not have a broken jaw. It's just the fear of breaking his jaw again might be the well, you know
4: thing. what? If that, if that's the case, then Luke should kind of hang it up because you can't have that fear and want to be a high-level prize fighter, honestly. You just can't. Like, this is, I don't know. That's part of the game.
3: I bet he goes, he's just going to go into regular boxing. Remember, he, I, he, he was all gung-ho on fighting the Paul brothers, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's fighting Mike Perry.
2: God, I hope not. I hope he doesn't go into regular boxing. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh Maybe we'll get Anderson Silva versus Luke Rockhold in boxing. <laughs> and then, uh, or we can get, we can get geez. one. We can get Chris Weidman Rockhold 2 in BKFC. There you go. There you go.
4: <laughs> there you go. I'm just See making. That, well, on that note. That, 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 uh, that's that balance with I bare know. knuckle. is like, how do we have fun without being sad? You know, so I guess that's what you that that's the balance they have to find. And
2: um Yeah, and I, I would say that like they've had plenty of sad moments. Yeah, they, yeah they've mean, had sad uh-huh. yeah. they've had plenty of guys that shouldn't have been in there, plenty of guys that got licensed that probably shouldn't got shouldn't have gotten licensed. So I'd like to see them pivot away from that and, and like you said, walk that line to where we're like, okay, I'm not fearing for this guy's safety.
3: Yeah. There's a point in time when not, like all eyes are on BKFC I so don't want, like now they got to start cleaning their act up a little bit or right. remember when at the beginning when Dave Feldman like took money away from the fighter in the ring like he took the mic and was like uh he didn't fight with action so we're we're not giving him his win bonus I'm like that's yeah. fucked up like you can't yeah. do that
4: it was something like that it, it, it was a gimmick at the beginning he kind of threw it, it out there it was
3: literally in the middle of the, like between fights he spoke yeah. he goes Fought bad, not giving him his money. I'm like, dude, or won. Something like that, yeah. You can't Why do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so for a while, that like yeah, really loved me the wrong way. But, but he kids. did say
4: he wind up giving him the money regardless yeah. to the guy. But I think he, the opposite, I think, though. I think he thought it would be like kind of a oh yeah, but like it just didn't work out. It, yeah, but yeah, but that, but that's like, but credit to bare knuckle, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, what was it, bare knuckle 41? I was I at know. bare knuckle. I was at bare knuckle one. I can't believe they're at 41 and. They seem to be doing well. They, do they I mean, count? Do they count the Knuckle Manias in this line of forty-one? I, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> but they, they they branded Knuckle Mania like we know what Knuckle Mania is. like. What was it? This yeah. is Knuckle Mania three. I mean like bare knuckle man. I, I don't. I I was at their first show. It was it was cool. It was actually pretty well run. But I am. Pleasantly surprised that they're still thriving, and,
3: and they are like. Because I remember for a while they had that weird camera that kept
4: circling. Mm. I they, hated it. They did it. They don't they use, use it. As a, as a, they don't use a, it. There as was much. moments tonight. I was like, "Don't do that. Don't do the revolving camera. That's bad." But uh, yeah. hey,
3: well, on that note, this has been Good. Jose. This is Steven oh, This is Stephen. That's Casey. That's me. I think we'll have on to the next one tomorrow. I don't honestly know. I believe Mike is still on vac- still on vacation, AK and I think maybe Jed. Great. You can AK go all yell at AK and Jed, and then yeah. the MMA hours back on Monday. We'll see
4: you then. Peace. Hasta luego. Happy birthday, AK. <laughs> it's not my birthday.
2: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.